it's great and I love how she says how we rock each other <laughs> <laughs> It's the last week of the series, so we've got no notes in front of us because we're already halfway down the pub. So this one's going to be just like shat out into your hands, just lap it up. Uh, but last week, Scott, you stayed with Christina Aguilera and Dirty. I did, and you stayed with DJ Sammy and Heaven. In a happy place? I'm in a happy place, yes. Happy, happy place. This week is, let's just, you know, no airs and graces. Uh, this is going to be a big week. I come. Christmas? Christmas and, like, the birth of music. <laughs> the birth of music and the best reality TV thing to happen ever. Oh, what was that? So there's these five girls. Um, one of them was called Cheryl. Cheryl um, Baker. Cheryl Baker, yeah, with her skirts. Uh, one was called Nick. Was it Nicole? Nicola. Nicola, yeah. This isn't working if I have to lead it. <laughs> <laughs> you know what we're doing already. Uh, but for those who don't know what any of that has just meant, because we didn't explain it properly, uh, this is the Naughty Naughty, a podcast all about tracks that were in the top ten of the pop charts back in the decade that was the Naughties, two thousand to two thousand and nine. Today we close out the year two thousand and two because we go in chronological order. I told someone about this idea recently and they're like god that's comprehensive i was like you mm-hmm. goddamn right it is i don't do yeah. things by half my film review show i did back on spark in the day do we see everything you goddamn yeah, right because you've got to know what's going on hence why we're talking about everything even things like gareth gates even things like s club juniors from last week even like proper novelty shit stuff that you've forgotten about but that's kind of the joy of it it's resurfacing those things you'd forgotten about it is, yeah uh, and also just reminiscing about the brilliant things because this week there's some absolute corkers in here and a one double-sided stinker but we'll get to that in due course uh scott we've made it through we've been doing this series for a long time because it's the first one where we've been like totally out of home that we've not recorded any of this at home i don't think we've, we've been like we haven't have studios for most of this so it's not been as consistent as before because we now have to like find studios and uh, work around work as opposed to when we were during during the during covid we had all the time in the world because there was nothing else to do i mean there was but don't tell our bosses (laughs) (laughs) but now but no here we are it's taken us eight and a half months to get to this point from us starting 2002 with like christina milian and Mm -hmm. all that sort of stuff when that was kicking off um now we're here uh, I've changed loads. You've changed once from <laughs> Kylie uh, to Christina Aguilera, but there's been lots of tracks that we've uh, celebrated, lots of tracks that we've kind of, uh, but not not crucified, but not been nice about. But I think there's always a there's always a respect, isn't there, with all these tracks, even if they're not very good. I think we have to always preface by saying we do. We they, tr- they put the effort in, and they well, not, not that's not always true. Actually, no, we try to find the good in them. Yeah, and if we can't find the good, we find the facts. Yeah, we try to be as fair as possible, and we're, we're not, we're not, we're not mean, we're not mean, we're not uh, hypercritical no. failures that have gone and started a a, a blog or a poll no. to find out the worst pop track of the decade or something. We do this because we love it. We do. Uh, yeah, we, I didn't come this idea because I was in a car one day and Buster came and I thought, oh shit, what's the shittest song? Is there anything shit than this? No, it was because I was like, I love this. There's got to be things better than it. Let's find out what they are. Yeah, and uh, after three years of this podcast. We are edging slowly closer towards the answer of the question, what is the best pop song of the noise? Three years down, seven to go. Mad. 
mad. It's it's, bo- it's both going quickly and not very quickly. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but the longer we can drag this out and just have an excuse to talk to each other, because we were saying before we start recording this, this is our one chance to see each other, isn't it? This like, is, yeah. Our conversation's easy, it's either through Facebook or microphones. Yeah, this is the only chance we get, so like we yeah. have to take the opportunity. So how's that rash down there? Is it okay? It's not great. I've been, honestly, the, the chemists have run out of pseudocreme. Oh no! Yeah. yeah, and they keep saying like, "We'll get you more in. We'll get you more in." And like, like whatever you're ordering, it's not enough. I need, you need more. To keep, you need to um, buy some tighter boxers because I keep having to squash these little <laughs> things that keep crawling out of your pants onto the table, and it's getting a bit gross now. You know, I don't get any action, Scott. That's not uh, a possibility. It's dust. It's uh, a tea spider. <laughs> <laughs> we'll crack on then. We've got nothing written down for this one because it's the last one, and we're just thinking like, let's just be free form with it. Mm-hmm. Coming up very shortly, there will be. Uh, a band who won a reality TV competition whose name you probably forgot because they did not do anything beyond these uh, these kind of first couple of singles. They weren't even together for longer than six months. Oh, wow. Was that how short it was? I think it was Mental. pretty much that short. There's also a track from Avril Lavigne, which is a proper game changer. And just for good measure, a bit of a dance banger, just to round things Actual off with a nice dance, dance banger. banger. Uh, but we'll start in the only place it is possible to start... Uh, with some tracks that were not in the top 10 before we get to that actually Uh, 14 a band that we did way back at the start of this whole series in 2000 Death in Vegas oh yeah who had that really uh, nightmarish scary track Aisha which had Iggy Pop this one's got vocals from our mate Liam Gallagher oh wow called Scorpion Rising if I don't go crazy Further down at 23, a track from Pascal featuring Karen Parry. Is it I Think We're Alone now? It's I Think We're Alone now. Ah. A cover that a band we're talking about very soon would also do. Yep. So that's mm-hmm. nice. And at 50, I mean, this is nightmares colliding, isn't it? Because it's Hermes House Band featuring DJ Otzi <laughs> called Live is Life. Mm. That's just like proper cheese dreams, yeah. isn't it? That's like Gorgonzola. Is that what it is? I think in my head it is, but then I just have That's no on idea. adverts, isn't it? My that's fate. on adverts for things during the football drives as mad. And the number one album at Christmas was Not Westlife. Oh. It was Robbie Williams ah. with Escapology. I think yeah. he'd been there for a few weeks and he's there for a few more after this. So done quite well. Uh, feel still a banger. Mm-hmm. But is it as big a banger as this? It was number one for four weeks in the UK. It was the start of a a revolution of girl bands in music. This, this changed the face of all sorts. Is it going to change the face of things for our podcast? It could do. This is Girls Aloud and Sound of the Underground. underground. 
This is the debut single of the debut album of the same name. Uh, yeah, from pop stars The Rivals, and what a change! This is an intro juice. Yeah, of course. Immediately, do we need do we need to reflect on what's just happened in reality TV a little bit? Because totally, this defied all expectations. Yes. So hearsay bombed, pure and simple. Well, they made a lot of money, but it was terrible. Yes. So that was like that was kind of the jazziest thing that had happened at this point, but it was still golden cheese. Yes. Then we went even worse, ballady to Will. Will, yeah. uh, just ballad galore, and that became the kind of winner song vibe. We've had, but well, we haven't really had David Snedden yet. But from Fame Academy at this point, we know the vibe of what we're getting because yeah. there's only one way you could go with David Snedden. Um, and then, yeah, pop stars arrivals. The biggest change we've ever seen in any sort of reality TV winner song, something that we didn't expect. Yeah. And the strangest thing was is that like as part of this TV program, uh, they had to perform the actual singles. The boys went first and the girls went second. Do you remember watching it? Were you too young to watch it? Uh, I I do remember watching it. Yes, I remember quite vividly like the way the set looked and the way the the, the, the judges that were on there and some of those mm-hmm. moments like the, the, the band Girls Allowed being put together, I remember very vividly. Yeah. So the, 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 the put together of the band was a different episode to the reveal of yeah, the songs. Yeah. And the boys came out and they went first <laughs> with exactly what you expected a polished turd we'll get to it soon and then <laughs> the girls start coming out look like the pink ladies off Greece mm. and the first thing you hear is a surf guitar <laughs> where the hell's this cowboy song come from like nothing about this at the time made sense to anybody because we didn't expect that and then five seconds in we don't get the surf cowboy it doesn't steal the show anymore drum and bass yeah. Steals the show and yeah. everybody's really bloody confused and shocked at what's just happening. And it was like an actual international <sighs> TV moment yeah. for a reality TV programme. Yeah. No, I mean, nuts. Like, it's the first good reality TV winner single and maybe actually the last one as well. Because from here, like, you know, there wasn't another pop stars. The next reality TV thing was Pop Idol and that was Michelle McManus. Oh, yeah. And then you get X Factor. Which is just like constant dross year after who was, year. Who, who was the first with that? Steve Brookstein? Steve Brookstein. And then Leona Lewis. And then oh, yeah, she's kind Shane of like Ward. The... His was okay, to be fair, but still it was, That's you know. My... F- oh, no, it's shite too. Um, <laughs> I like Shane Ward. He's fine. Yeah. But the song, again, it's, not great. it's exactly what you expected. I'm probably. It's, the, well, I'm, it's a different flavour of what you expect. It's all ice yeah, cream. Yeah. And everything we've had so far is ice cream. And what happened is Girls Aloud whipped out our really bloody filthy sticky toffee pudding that's the best sticky toffee pudding you've had in your life and you always want that sticky toffee pudding again but the bar closed down so you can't have it but you just dream about that sticky toffee pudding yeah that's that's a good way of putting it yeah so I'm probably right when I say it's it's the best and probably the only good when it's single for anything ever yeah so this comes back to Kylie words social impact yeah like the the, the whole country was watching this and waiting this uh, waiting on this and we just couldn't actually believe what had happened and what we're expecting was what I talked about last week was over harmonisation where the harmonies were expected to go a very specific way um, they were going to be over manufactured the harmonies were going to sound cheesy and actually what they've got is they've got these girls coming out shouting like a school choir mm. like a really talented school choir mm. and we haven't heard Gobby shouting kind of since the Spice Girls so yeah. we've now got something different here that is unique and personable but we just didn't expect any of it the fact that like Sarah opens whispering yeah disco dancing with the lights down low like that's just 
so we've had three what we're in we're maybe what 20 seconds in we've had surf guitar we've had drum and bass we've got Sarah Whisper in and then the arrangement of the way that they sing is completely wrong because they don't do it bit at a time they do it two sentences at a time mm. and then they switch and battle between each other which actually becomes a recipe across the rest of Girls Aloud tracks so yeah. they they immediately lay down a bunch of rules and they just challenge everything we knew or expected about a pop song that would be coming out of reality TV mm. and ignoring reality TV it's still a bloody good pop song compared to ones that were really created and made to not just be yeah. a, a, a battle for number one yeah so many interesting things about the way this is put together. It was written and produced by Xenomania, who to this point have done some Sugar Babes stuff, uh, and and they will now go on to become like regular collaborators of Girls Aloud. Like mm-hmm. they become like Girls Aloud becomes Xenomania's like muse, effectively. Like any guitar you hear in a Girls Aloud track is because Girls Aloud Girls Aloud were given guitars mm. as their signature by Xenomania, yeah. which you don't expect. Yeah, for a bunch of girls. No, you, expect, you expected bubblegum pop because that's what society's told us to this point. Yeah. We spoke about Pure Tone Addicted to Bass when that came out like a year and a half ago. Yeah. And we said that that sounded a lot like Sound of the Underground. Mm-hmm. And there actually was inspiration. Miranda Cooper, who wrote this, said it was inspired by Pure Tone, which is cool. They wrote loads of songs and they wanted to launch their own girl group. And then the girls allowed, you know, that project was starting to form. And then suddenly they were brought on board to make this song. So because of the way that the pop stars show worked, there was 10 girls at one point, like a final 10 girls. So they all recorded the song, like way back when they all were at that point. Uh, They all recorded their bits, it all got pieced together, and then week by week as they got voted off, they would delete them out of the mix. So that's a bit, that's dramatic, isn't it? That's bloody class. Yeah, isn't that cool? In a a horrible way, jeekers. And it's mad because I think from what I gather from this comment that I'm reading here, they were all kind of taken aback and a bit like not very impressed by the song because they were expecting like a Mariah Carey type X Factor, well, before X Factor, like a winner single thing. And instead it was this weird like drum and bass, dance, rock, surf, pop thing. And then yeah, as it came together week by week and there was not a single mix. They made loads of different speculative mixes with possible combinations, but none without Javine Hilton. Oh, Who wow. they thought was dead cert to be in there. They uh-huh. thought it was wrapped up, guaranteed. And of course, in the end, she wasn't in the band at all. And it was Sarah Harden. So, you know, and she gets the first bit. So this was nearly a Javine Hilton thing with Javine doing the disco dancing with the lights down low at the start. Ooh. And that just like... Doesn't make but any they, sense But, now, but they it? didn't think that was going to be it. They did not see the band without Javine. And actually, like, they had to get Sarah to re-record all those bits very quickly before the video was shot because they just didn't think that was going to happen. Yeah. Mad. Wow, that's information, and that's unthinkable now that. because girls allowed the, the five of them as a as a as a group. Like you know, you, you wouldn't change that for the world, would you? No, but it nearly wasn't like that. This is like a Liberty X. You know, when Liberty X had to release a track on White Label to get taken seriously, yeah. thinking it over. This is like that because what they've done is they've immediately positioned themselves as underground, mm-hmm. and just you know, somebody ridiculously rubbish can just say, "Yeah, I'm an underground artist," and they immediately mm. sound like a hundred percent cooler than what they did before they even said that statement. So they've like they have put themselves underground they've put themselves into London they've targeted their market they can go to any major city they can sell everywhere the guitars and the cowboy western thing ticks the the dad box that'll never usually buy anything and they're not going to buy it but they're going to keep it on the radio vocally people are going to sing along with it they've got the young people they've got the young girls the young boys they've ticked like every box rolled into one and I love the fact that what we know from this now is actually the success of this track isn't from pop stars the rivals this is because Xenomania had an idea and they had it in the bag before Mm -hmm. pop stars had even been a fetus of television and 
yeah, this is definitely, this isn't a reality TV win. This is a Xenomania win. Yeah. Like an actual win. But I'm glad that reality TV saw the sense in doing this because they could have just gone for a, you know, a drippy mm-hmm. ballad, couldn't they? Yeah. But they did for once take a risk and do something that actually really worked Yeah, uh, for more than just a commercial thing. Obviously this, this did do commercially very well because it was a TV thing, but also because it's very, very good. Yeah. But you know, this, this would also have been a very easy win financially if they'd done the drippy ballady thing, but there was a real risk taken here. And you say that about how, how many, how many boxes this ticked. Like you've got smash hits readers and guardian readers like this. Yeah. Like the telegraph music column is talking about this new pop song and it's actually like better than people think but it's actually like not just better than what people think. It's actually just mm. good on its own. All right, you're starting to confuse me now here. This is like... <laughs> <laughs> I thought it would. I, I've, I've, I've been kind of pestering you on Facebook all week saying this is the week we both change. Mm. This was the one... Right, I'm just going to say this. This was the one whenever I've said to Kylie something's coming. This was the one I thought was coming. Shock! And then... Well, yeah, is that, is that like brand <laughs> I called it last week, didn't I? But Christina then threw a curveball because I didn't expect to get there and didn't yeah. expect to be as impacted by it. So you've been positioning Kylie versus Girls Allowed. Yes. Uh-huh. But not Christina versus Girls Allowed. Yeah, but then I never considered what else would be in the same week as Girls Allowed. And then, you know, we were very, very lucky that <laughs> yeah, we're Cheeky Girls didn't release the same week as Girls Allowed. Otherwise, it wouldn't have been in Girls Allowed no, and no. Kylie. It could have yeah. been a Cheeky Girls and Kylie. But I think there's so much about this that is just like every element in this sounds expensive. Yeah. And it sounds sexy and it sounds cool. Which we've not said for any of the winner singles for anything else no, so far. Like, no. The, you know, it was evergreen. Like, the budget was not put into the song. No, and we always try to find niceties to say. Mm-hmm. Whereas on this one, this is, we need to stop talking because this is a, a, <laughs> no. a podcast that we don't like to go that much over an hour for. But yeah. Nadine, bloody amazing, as yeah. always. I love that two-line structure. It was new, it stuck. There's just so much that's special about this. You know, one of my favourite things is I remember at the time when they get called out before they do the live actual performance. Mm. Um, they come out to Star Chase or Love Will Set You Free. Oh, right. Which is just an amazing dance track. And I was like, oh my God, the show must be so cool. Because I don't really, I wasn't gripped by it. Whereas I, everybody else was watching it. And then because you couldn't get to a phone box in Northern Ireland, because everyone <laughs> was taken voting for Nadine. Um, I was like, maybe we should, maybe I should watch this a bit more and see what's actually happening. And then all of a sudden this has happened. And we're yeah. like, Jesus. And the show wasn't cool. Like it wasn't, it wasn't well produced. No. Um, like I've been watching bits back this week and it's, it's pretty naff. What I found, what I found was really mad was that they were doing the announcing who was in the band and the lines stayed open the entire time. Like, you know, Cheryl got in first. Yeah, come on. And the same mm-hmm. right lines are still open for everybody else. Keep calling. I was mm-hmm. like, whoa, that seems a bit like. Yeah. No, competition no, law issues. No, no wonder there was like skepticism about the, the final lineup because yeah. they were still taking votes and announcing who would got in yeah. like without closing lines no. from our point of view it's like radio people that's like mm-hmm. dodgy uh, but they they say it was above board and we have to take the word for it so we talk about pop stars the rivals and what this was and what one true voice was and, and very much was because they were not a thing <laughs> they are they are history as opposed to girls allowed who are like still kind of contemporary that the, there was clearly an aim to mold these two bands into kind of current music trends you know for for Girls Aloud, it was seen that Sugar Babes were a thing and seen that, like, Sarah Cox was doing Radio 1. And there's a kind of a ladette kind of culture there, which this feels like it's hopping onto. Yeah. Yeah. There's yeah. a kind of a grungy, snarly sort of thing. Like, you know, Everybody, when they're performing this, they've got, like, a bit of a... The reason... Face. The, the most... The most the thing that... As much as I came from Northern Ireland and everybody was talking about Nadine, everybody was talking about this girl called Cheryl Tweedy. Yeah. And I remember that it was... Just, Everything pointed to Cheryl and it always, always did. And I never really got it for a, a long time. And it took me a real while to just go, actually, Jesus, you're 
you are beautiful. Yeah. Like you are absolutely stunning. And you kind of sometimes you just don't. I just don't know if it ever because I fancied Kimberly. I thought Kimberly was my Kimberly was my favorite mm. for ages. Um, it was it was always Cheryl for me because she grew up like around the corner from me. Well, so Nadine reminded me of my friend Sarah, who I talk about a lot because Sarah's a really good singer and actually she sounds and can perform like Nadine. And they have a little bit of a not not a facial look, but like the hair and the the figure and stuff very similar. And I thought it was too weird. I just didn't connect with Nadine because it was too weird to fancy. Her because she was like Sarah, you know what I mean? When it's a bit weird mm. like that. Um, so everything for me pointed to kind of Kimberly. But uh, yeah, but this is like, I just, I can't find the words or the control to kind of just state how much of a massive deal this was. And I wish it had been an, on, an all eyes around the world thing on it because yeah. there was definitely something shocking and surprising about this. And they were brilliant. The song was brilliant. And when you put it beside what's going to happen next, it just it just blows them out of the water. Like the world needed to see this because they've all seen us do Will Young and they've gone a bloody British yeah. picking their Will Youngs and their Gareth Gates. Like, no, no, wait, come back, come back, come back. We've got something interesting. Come on, like, look mm-hmm. at this. And they're all like, nah, nah, we, we, we did all that shit last time. You're not going to do that, you know, just because you got five girls now as opposed to one guy. And like, no, 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 mm-hmm. you, need, you need to see this. Uh, it, it really, really was brilliant. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm just like, it's 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 just crazy. It's mental. This came out of reality TV. It is. Uh, I think. I think it is absolutely crazy. And and you you said there about kind of social impact, but like they didn't do this again. They never did this again. They no. didn't do pop stars again. Nope. And they didn't do anything remotely this interesting as a winners thing ever again. No one has done it. Oof, blooming neck. Are we? Are we? Are we big in this up? I'm. I'm waiting for someone to get in touch and say it's not that good. But I just don't. I don't. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> no, and I <laughs> Keep think it to yourself. <laughs> I think now the argument back to anybody who says it's not that good. It's because you know it's very easy to slate it because it's reality TV. But I think the actual this is Xenomania with a reality TV twist. This yeah. was Xenomania. This is absolute brilliance yeah. rolled into a track that was debuted as part of a a performance on a reality TV show. It's the same as like when someone comes on and does their performance on the X Factor. Like Rihanna comes on and does X Factor. Mm. It's a Rihanna track on a reality TV show. This was a Girls Aloud track from Xenomania on a reality TV show. Just mm. happened to be the winner's song and in a contract somewhere. There yeah. you go. Yeah. So that's what the girls did. Girls Aloud. We'll see lots more of them over the rest of the seven years of the podcast. You know what was confusing? At the time, I remember thinking, why are they not called Boys Aloud? You know what I mean? If it was a real battle, yeah. it made no sense. No, what the boys got instead was one true voice. Whatever that means. Um, let's get into it. It's two singles. The first one is the one that you know, if you know either of them still. I, weirdly, I still did. I could still hear this. I knew me. it. I've heard this in my head the entire, my entire life. This one's called Sacred Trust. This is a cover of a Bee Gees track from the second album, This Is Where I Come In, uh, which was actually a 2001 album. So this was like a new Bee Gees track by the sound of it, was it? Yes, and it was intended for Backstreet Boys. Wow, they have. What's the word? Swerved that landmine? Yeah. This is a Backstreet Boys reject. And who gets that? Naturally, it's One True Voice, uh, because Girls Aloud got such a great thing. Uh, of course, One True Voice deserves something just as good. No, they get 
a Backstreet Boys this cut off. is exactly <clears throat> what if you follow the algorithm for what you do with tracks for winners this is kind of like exactly what you'd expect from yeah. a boy band at this point we had literally four minutes of them going outside of the formula and then oh yeah, we go, and it's two tracks go. as well, and they're both formulaic as fuck. Well, you need two tracks whenever you're up against Girls Aloud, yeah. Sound of the Underground. But one shit plus one shit does not equal one brilliant. No, it just makes a larger turd that you're more likely to step in, slip in, yeah. and destroy your clothes from. But yeah, this was the number two in the charts, which is appropriate. It's number two. Mm-hmm. The chorus is so low. Whenever I listen to it, I'm like, do I like this chorus? Is this hooky? But actually, it all goes so low I that follow my heart. yeah. It seems like they've forgotten to put somebody in the band <laughs> who's meant to do the lifting of the chorus, yeah. which is odd. Yeah. Like, so again, anything right? Anything that uh, anything critical is not about the band or no. the, the five. Is no. it five or four, five guys, five. Like they, they look. They're like they're they're either pretty or they're sexy. Yeah. One of the two. They kind of in their own individual rights tick a bunch of boxes, which you can kind of see. Some are very Garth Gates. Other guys are not Garth Gates. Like. Vocally, they're all talented individually. Mm-hmm. Um, we were expecting this to be the uber harmony that we've discussed before, and it yeah. kind of is. It's um, weird looking back. You don't see how this could have ever been a thing, but there was expectation for this. Like, oh, that makes sense. There was people looking forward to hearing how this turned out, and I, and I wonder if any of them thought it turned out well. Yeah. Well, then they came out and performed it, didn't they? Yeah. Before Girls Aloud had done <laughs> their track and there's no stage presence. There's nothing warm about it. No. They, you know, and Blue got rinsed for not doing any dance moves, which is kind of walking and stepping around on the stage a little bit. These guys didn't even kneel nah. what Blue do. Um, and in the video when they're brown coats, and like yeah. bootcut jeans, just sort of uh, ambling about an airport. I know. Vocally, like, vocally it's nice. I'm not convinced there's hooks in it properly. No. Even though I can sing it, I do know it, so there must be something about it. I wouldn't even say that it was potentially going to be a good Bee Gees track. No. And the hardest part, and I really don't like this part of it, when I listen to it, I don't know why, but I suffer from secondhand embarrassment. Me too, actually, yeah. I was. I, I found it hard to get through it, all nearly five minutes of it. Mm-hmm. It's like four minutes 45 or something. I mean, it's mad. For a track that, yeah, has no hooks and nothing really that sparkly about it. It's, it's like... It's <laughs> Thomas the Tank Engine by the Bee Gees. <laughs> it is, though. And, like, it is. this is not these guys. And, it, like, what I don't want is one of the guys to have, like, a little search engine thing and the minute anything uh, that says one true voice appears on the internet, they get a little mm. thing and they listen back to it. This well, is not about you guys. This is about the system behind you that really believed that this was the best thing that they could have done for you yeah. in that given moment to launch your careers and like we know like at that time you can't fight back you can't say anything you can't no. have an opinion for years they've just been stitched up aren't they if like, Christina's had to take that long to get to dirty yeah. you can't say anything at this point to anybody no they've had to go along with this because you can't as you, you haven't got the gravitas or the, the ego or the importance because at this point you are still very disposable mm-hmm. you can't I mean as happened you can just bury this and move on yeah you can just you can just put this away and hope nobody noticed, and they will have had no say in any of this. They won't have chose the wardrobes. They won't have chose the song. They didn't choose their own bandmates because it was voted for by the public. Yeah, it's just everything about it. it I feel sorry for them. And, and as you say, if they if they do have a Google alert set up. 
they'll constantly get things of the mirror, the sun. What happened to One True Voice? Oh, Where really? are they now? What are, are they all still doing? Writing about them? Yeah. Oh, that's something. Well, because this year it'll be twenty years, won't it? So there will there'll be stuff. Oh no, they're going to be all over the TV this yeah, year. Yeah, they'll be everywhere to, uh, uh, by, by December. Can you name any of them? Uh, I reckon just say say blokes' names and uh, you might get to my head's just my head's screaming Daniel. There is a Daniel. Shut up. There's <laughs> there's a really? Daniel, yeah. Woo. Um, there's two other. Uh, I should, there's, there's, they're all quite common names. One of them's less common, but they're all pretty common, like sort of male is names. Is there a Chris? No. Um, uh, I don't know. I can't think of any other people's names apart okay. from Liam and Scott now. So sort of exhausted. <laughs> That's nice. I, I'm glad that I make up fifty percent of your brain. <laughs> uh, so you got Daniel. There's also Anton. Matt, there Anton. Anton. Was there uh, Matt, Daniel, Keith? And Jamie. Oh, no. Just like some bloke from the pub that made a band, yeah. isn't it? And that's kind of what this... That's, that's how good it's turned this out. This is what changing names out there for, lads, you know. Yeah. I mean, everything about it's it's lame. Before you even start listening, the name of the band is crap. One True Voice. Sh- shocking. Because it's not One True Voice, because it's five It's five of them, yeah. But, voices. T- but together they make One True Voice. This is the stinks of Pete Waterman. Yeah. It really does. I was going to say Pete Waterman. Yeah. Re- he's... This is this is this is the 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 tombstone that says Pete, you're past it. Yeah, you've lost it. And he was told that like on the show by Louis Walsh. You know, the t- the two of them were arguing like nothing, and Jerry stuck in the middle, kind of going, "Well, I hope you all do well." Ha <laughs> ha. But the, you know, it was a it was quite vicious between like Waterman and Walsh. Obviously, it was all pantomime for TV, but mm-hmm. there was probably some real animosity there. You know, Pete Waterman was coming out against Girls Aloud, saying like, you know, they aren't even singing their own song because of the whole thing of like the track being from a girl band called Orchid originally and like their backing vocals were still on it and Pete Waterman going they don't even sing their real song at least our song is like a real real music mm-hmm. it's like Pete mate have you heard your song have you heard no. what you've done um, it's no wonder that Steps couldn't get shot of them quick enough you know they they've spoken out against Pete and how bad things got yeah and it's no surprise that One True Voice didn't do anything beyond this and one other single. Uh, and then they're gone. There's even a Sky One documentary that got made, which follows them around as they look for Pete Waterman's replacement. <laughs> they made a documentary about getting rid of him. It was that bad. Okay. Um, and they all went on to do bits and bobs, you know, um, solo careers. One of them got a judge's house as an X Factor. And one of them didn't get past the pre, like, audition screening bit. Oh. Which is pretty sad. It's always sad when that happens because, like, they've... You can't take away from the fact that they've achieved something massive here. They've yeah. been on TV for like three months. There's been enough affection from the public for people to pick up the phone every week and vote them in. And that can never be taken away from them. It's just a shame that this is the product of it. Vocally in their live performance, they are better than Girls Aloud. Because, and you know, I think I think if you followed Cheryl and you know Cheryl, you know how terrified she is of performing. Mm. Like she's the, the biggest nervous wreck you'll ever experience in your life. Mm. But actually in that first performance, Sarah sounds terrified in that opening disco dance some of the lights down low. She sounds mm. quivery and nervous, but mm. she still does what she's meant to do with it. But at this point, we're not we're still not used to pop band singing live because we've not really heard it. And when you do hear it, it's in more prestigious environments like if you think I'm going to say Spice Girls again, they did stop Spice Girls sang stop live the at the Brit Awards, yeah. and they lots of people didn't at that point, and they were they were very experienced by this point, and like these have days have done you know stadium tours around different parts of the world, mm. and they're then doing it on that. Whereas these five brand new girls have to have to sing it, and the, the, the lads do hold it better, but their songs a million times less challenging. Mm. 
They just they just sing the same way they, they did in their auditions. They're singing to their strengths, and it's bland. Yeah. There's at least like when the song starts, there's like a light layer of funk, like a big, like a sort of like an like an Ollie Murs kind of song. It's got like a bit of funk to it. Yeah. And I thought I don't remember this bit, and it's because I can only remember the chorus. Mm-hmm. And then it kind of when it all comes together for the chorus, and their voices kind of drown over the the funky bit. And it's just it, it's just dire. It doesn't make sense to say that's the Thomas. No, the it doesn't. Yeah, yeah. Ding, 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 mm-hmm. ding. That's what what pick pick your pace. That's not even a comfortable BPM. Like things about it are just like mechanically wrong to the brain mm-hmm. you know the the chorus is off like I said it seems like somebody needs to be there there's just so much about this that is weird we get a bit more boring but normal structure in the next one but this is just odd yeah at least Pure and Simple by Hearsay had fire in the video it did this um, just has brown jackets and boot cuts so what I was wearing yeah yeah <laughs> Maybe you're the one true voice, Scott. <laughs> you're the voice trying and... See, if they'd done that, if they did the John Farnham song, You're the Voice, no. at least that'd have been better than Sacred Fucking Trust. Mm. God. Jesus. Anyway, uh, The misery is not over for Sacred Trust and One True Voice because it was two singles. As we've said, uh, they tried their very, very best to try and compete with Girls Aloud and uh, it, 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 it's almost a miracle it got number two yeah. in terms of quality. It's it almost really a miracle. It's purely yes. number two because it was a reality Who's it number three? Are we getting to number three in a minute? Or is uh, number no, three number three girls? must have been Cheeky Girls or what was number one last week? Eminem. Eminem. Okay. Eminem. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. So this is the second part of the single. It's called After You're Gone, brackets, I'll Still Be Loving You. apart from nice opening piano um, more of what we expect Yeah. Uh, based on what we've just done this just confirms that they really did need a double A side and weirdly what I, what I have put about this which I can't remember now even though I've only just prepped it about an hour ago sounds like a Phil Collins track mm. that then turns into an out of date 90s boy band track mm-hmm. as it moves through mm-hmm. I think this works better for them yeah this does work better I but there's put, no hook in it no there's not I can't I can't hear this one I, I could hear Sacred Trust and I can't hear this but I have at least written down here this one is more satisfying not better no just kind of satisfying but that might be just because it's just so familiar yeah that it, it, it that's least, recipe it, yeah it sounds like recipe and sometimes recipe's okay not not good. But okay, so this okay. is the, this is the this is the tasteless pancake again. Yeah, that we mentioned last week, mm-hmm. and the original one there was the same batter, but instead of making a pancake, someone's accidentally made a Yorkshire pudding because you mm. can't do that, but you just have a bit of a sugary Yorkshire pudding. Yeah. Um, so we've just had a Yorkshire pudding and sacred trust, and this is the pancake with no lemon or anything. Mm. But uh, I, which is mad because I prefer Yorkshire puddings, but I prefer this pancake over that Yorkshire okay. pudding. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm I'm I'm, I'm, I'm I'm done with it. I, I am too, but just to say, it's shameless. Both of these tracks are purely shameless. There's no original thoughts, notes, ideas in either of them, and it's like uh, d- despicable that this got as, as good as it did. 
despite the fact that the lads all seem nice and you know good mm-hmm. good for them for for doing this but like again they're dressed very badly they've all got like matching blue velvet suits in the video but different color shirts like their power rangers who got invited to a wedding mm-hmm. yeah. yeah so there's that that at least made me chuckle but again it's on like a, the, the the video is set on like a, a film set it's like them kind of doing a, vi- a video but you're like seen behind the camera and it's like a behind the scenes sort of like artificial film set thing and it just reminds you of how vapid and how kind of this whole exercise, this whole reality TV thing. Whereas Girls Aloud didn't do that. Girls Aloud was just purely about, like, joy. Mm-hmm. But this one just really pulls back the layers. You know, I said before about Girls Aloud, you know, they were copying market trends, you know, going down a sugar babes route for them. Here they've gone down a boy band's route because that's what was was big. But as we said last week, this probably killed it. Yeah. This this, this is it. It's, it's gone. No true voice. If pop stars wanted to capitalise on big male market trends they could have waited two years and made an indie band although yes. NME you know the, the the broadsheets would have laughed this out of the room if it was an indie band wouldn't they they wouldn't have they just about tolerated Girls Aloud as a girl band from reality TV but if you know if they'd manufactured an indie band on telly yeah oof, no no nah. which is in theory what indie bands still are like yeah. the commercial ones where you, you come with your guitar and you audition and you mm. tell them what instrument you can play um so there are manufactured indie bands you just don't sometimes realize that's what they are yeah yeah hmm. okay so we slide from number two right down to number seven for our next new entry because uh, it is christmas and things kind of stay as they are oh we should mention there uh, i mentioned before about x factor winner singles and stuff like this girls aloud is probably the only good winner single it's probably the last good christmas number one that might be mentioned that last week about chiefs. mad world but from yeah. there yeah I don't even like Mad World. Yeah. No. No. We get Rockabye in 2019 from Clean Bandit, which is a Christmas number one. Christmas number one. It's at the one Christmas number one that isn't a novelty thing for like 20 years. With Sean DePaul on that one. With Sean DePaul. Oh, wow. Daily struggle. (laughs) Crazy. We'll get Sean Paul actually in the next couple of months on the podcast, 2003. He uh, makes his top 10 debut. Looking forward to it. I think it's Get Busy, the first one. Oh. Sexy ladies. I don't know the words, but... uh, great number seven this week was from love inc a track that first came out a couple of years ago and didn't do anything and then it got re-released after the band had actually broken up and got a number seven Hmm. what a crazy story this is your superstar Ten seconds in, and this is a million times better than either of the <laughs> No True Voice. You could end songs. it there, couldn't you? After ten seconds, you could end it. Yeah, introduce brilliant. Upli- like this is I might like I love this track, but yeah. my notes are like five bullet points. Me too. Actually, Uplifting yeah. and inspirational. Ding 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 ding. <laughs> uh, soft and pumping all at once, and then Gortine. Yeah, of the Gortine. Yeah, I, I thought this might be one that had uh, nightclub memories for you because it's. It's it's big in it. I can I can imagine this going down well in like a variety of different clubs as well, like different scenes. Yeah. I could be confident to say that if I went on a night out in Limavady and there was a dance floor and they put this on, this would still fill the dance floor mm. now, twenty yeah. years later. Yeah, it's like it's a really good motivational, inspirational song. You could put this on like a TV mm. montage of like inspirational stories, and it would because you have like you know Pride of Britain. It's one of them, mm. isn't it? You're a superstar. I want you to go home and listen to that and listen to the words yourself. Yeah. 
Hmm? I want you to go home and listen to that song and listen to the words and think about you. Have some you time. Okay, yeah. And lyrically, I think that'd nice. be quite nice. I might do the same. Um, we get a, we get a nice few iconic powerhouse dance music vocals in this sort of period. I think we've got um, LMC versus U2 oh, that's good in one, the next yeah. year or so, which mm-hmm. is good. There's a few more like that with the kind of powerhouse female vocal on it. You know, there's, like a, there's like a rasp to it, which you like. So this is actually, uh, and other comparisons to make, Venga Boys, Alice DJ, which is interesting because it first came out in 2000 when they were still yeah. big. Uh, and now this does feel like a track that is two years old. But it's still good. Yeah. Like, it feels more like a 2000 thing. I don't know why I got a second wind in 2002. Because they brought out Broken, Broken Bones, the second track that they brought out. Right. was actually our first way of getting them. Went quite big on Clubland albums. Right. And then actually I think it just must have had a resurgence because of Broken Bones. And this is better than Broken Bones. I think we do that at some point. Broken Bones? I think yeah. We, okay. Yeah, might... So they probably, because of the, I think it's the European successes and made them have a rego with the British one. But mm. um, I, I, I would like to know that Broken Bones got into the top 10. I can't remember if it did. But yeah, they actually broke up in 2000. Yeah. Um, and this got a second wind after they'd broken up. So that's interesting. A lot of the comments on the YouTube video, the YouTube video, which is kind of crazy because like she's blue and there's all kinds of other sort of sci-fi things. And then suddenly she's not blue mm-hmm. at the end, but I don't really, didn't really follow it very well. But uh, a lot of the comments are about, you know, funerals, death, bad mental health, uh, recovery from bad times and bad things that have happened, toxic relationships. And that's kind of what I've always associated this track mm-hmm. with. Like it's a, it's a joyous song, but it, it really, it touches that place of like, I've been through stuff and this made me feel better again. Yeah. And that's mm-hmm. nice that, that's, that it exists for that reason. Great. And finally, the last track of 2002. And what a way to end. Christ. Mm-hmm. Uh, number eight from Avril Lavigne. And it's called Skater Boy. This is the follow-up to Complicated, the second single from the debut album, Let's Go. And an intro juice, mm. an intro juice. Um, this is pretty much a track that just flicks the Vs to skaterboard snobbery. It does indeed, much. yeah. And it won a Grammy for the best female rock vocal performance. Where are you at with this? Uh, it's an interesting one. I think this is the one I was looking forward to more than Complicated. More my pace. Got more kind of school memories for this one. I'm sure we had like a like a band come to our school who do like concerts every now and again Amazing. like an assembly like you'd all like you'd, you'd get a miss a class you could get to go to assembly and watch this band come in and play songs and I'm sure they did Skater Boy and I was like oh yeah this is so cool like someone's playing Skater Boy in my school it's like Avril Lavigne's <laughs> here I mean they weren't like Avril Lavigne they were like you know like a lame sort of school band but it was better than you know maths or what I would have been doing otherwise so yeah I like this I've, I liked this one what do you think? I love this one. Yeah. I've always loved it. I think I think it could be really cheesy if somebody that wasn't Avril sang those lyrics, but it just all comes together and it really works. Yeah. I love the story within it. I've mm. always been gripped by it. I'm hard to keep hooked on lyrics, but I always sang along with it. Mm-hmm. I've always enjoyed the video. Uh, I just think that like, I love the Vs it throws to people, but I also think beyond the track, it's important to know that, you know, you don't always just have to get your own back on people, like because mm. this does set it. Yeah, look, look, the snobbery. The she picked on him. Now it's he's getting the chance to throw it back in her face. Life's not like that. You don't always get that opportunity. Sometimes you have to find peace in your own head and yeah. a way to kind of just be happy with what you've achieved and you know 
f those idiots at school and things like that and mm. But I do love the story about Skater Boy being successful and rocking on MTV. Yeah. There's a comment here on YouTube. Uh, this song gave every loser kid in high school hope that someone would care about them. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, the story is great. It's so good that they bought the rights to make a film of it in 2003. This is Paramount. They bought the rights. The film wasn't made. But then last year, Avril Lavigne said that she's going to write it and going to make it. Oh, wow. So we're going to get a Skater Boy film, yeah, which is class. crazy. I, I, I mean, the possibilities for that. I mean, the story's already out there, isn't it? Mm-hmm. But what I like about the story that I had never appreciated before until I was reading the genius annotations of it is like what a rug pull, like plot twist there is. Because obviously the first <gasps> couple of verses and chorus, it's, uh-huh. third, a- it's third person. He was a boy, she was a girl. And suddenly she comes in with an eye. Uh-huh. It's like, fuck. Maybe, maybe the first girl almost didn't say see you later, boy, and that's the drama. Yeah. Yeah. But just, it's, it, it actually is a crazy moment because that's in the bridge when, the, when the, the sound of the song changes, it goes from being mm, kind of like, brilliant bridge. Hey, where's a boy? Yeah. And then suddenly angry guitars, yeah. angry tone. She, it's almost like she storms in, kicks the door of its hinges and goes, I'm here now. Yeah. Uh, and it's such a, it's a plot twist I'd never appreciated. I've always just kind of sang along amiably without realising just how like, actually what a brilliant yeah. storytelling twist that is. Yeah. It's really good. It is, it is like it's an actual brilliant track. It really, really is. Yeah. Does it beat no? Does it no good advice? Does it beat Sound of the Underground. <laughs> it it be, it doesn't beat Sound of the Underground, but it does beat no good advice. Maybe the other way around. The thing is, we've mentioned Sound of the Underground so much and in such positive terms, but I feel like I like No Good Advice more. <laughs> I love No Good Advice because yeah. they start uh, they start blasting, and again, it's the school choir. Mm. You know, it's a Saint Trinian's vibe. I they're all screaming, and yeah. like that's it's still they're still breaking the rules, and they're. They're not girls allowed. Don't do the debut as the fake debut where everybody's. You're only in it because you're hot right now, and then mm. it's the last Roman bass track you see from Rita Ora because she was in it because it was hot, but she was singing about other people just being in shit because it's hot. They stick with their sound, yeah, and like the work that they do with Cinemania is bloody brilliant. Great, um, but they stay true to their original noises and then evolve that way. But mm. um, yeah, this is definitely. I think I think Avril's Avril's got a, a hard week. <laughs> it, it, mm-hmm. it is it is cruel isn't it so is Love Inc and so is One True Voice but yeah. um, whatever yeah. um, when we spoke about Complicated we, we kind of spoke about Skater Boy being like the Avril signature track that we think about when we think about Avril Lavigne because of the image Yeah. but when you think about Avril's kind of singles this is the only song that sounds like this but people associate her with this song so much mm-hmm. and think that, this, that she did loads of this stuff but she actually didn't um, it's just because it lived for so long yeah, and like I think it's still living 20 years later this track is so big that it fills up the space of like 5 or 6 songs on its own Mm-hmm. Like, it's just that big. And obviously that makes it quite an easy choice when she relaunches herself, which she's done quite recently, and just to go back to one of those sounds that's nostalgic. And this is what she's gone for. And like, now she's doing a lot more of this stuff because, you know, she's working with Travis Barker, Machine Gun Kelly. You know, she, she's doing this because this is what works the best, I think. And I think uh, this is her signature track, even if it is, like, the one that sounds like this. But people always think that she did more. Yeah. And, yeah. It's great. And I love how she says, how Iraqi cheer, there's a way. <laughs> <laughs> Some covers to mention, by the way. Cascada did one. Have you heard Cascada doing Skater Boy? Uh, no. Let's have a listen to Cascada doing Skater Boy. love Natalie isn't that mad I, I found that by accident I was just like what on earth okay Cascada doing covers you love it but it, 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 
I'm lost for words, but that one. Uh, there was also a cover by Ash Nico last year for her mixtape Demi Devil, which is very explicit. And there's a lot more about kind of... Uh, come <laughs> then then skating he was a skater boy she said see you later boy he wasn't good enough for her she's not a therapist don't want to take care of him she's an independent girl and i think judging by youtube comments because if you go in the comments of this video it's a lot of k-pop people i think a k-pop person did a cover of this uh, which makes it hard to find any real comments yeah. amongst all the oh my god because ah. <gasps> they just don't talk in sentences they just talk in like on a map and mm-hmm. screams yeah anyway um so that was the week of the 22nd december there is another week but there was no new singles uh, but there was two tracks that are worth mentioning that didn't make the top 10 that i like and i want to bring to you and close out the year with mm. uh 59 a track we will do next year from punjabi mc Think you know which one that is yeah. we'll do that very very soon uh, and a track at 71 from one half of daft punk and dj falcon do you know what they were together uh no they were called together and the track because oh. they had a track called together as well didn't they they had two tracks uh-huh. that were like big was it so much love so much love to give mm-hmm. which is a great track for karaoke because it's 10 minutes long and it's just i've got so much, much love, love to, to give. give for 10 minutes But it's a banger. Mm-hmm. It's great. It's a shame because uh, the other track together isn't on Spotify. Uh, but so much love to give is. Uh, it's just a shame that when it comes on, it's like it's temp. Uh, there needs to be a radio. I- I'm, I'm a radio edit person. There is a radio edit of it, yeah, but not by it's them. Not. It's not. It's not as good. But it at least gives you some of the joy of mm. the original one a little bit. Mm. Who did that? So much love to give uh, oh. to you. So much love to give, yeah. Is it in the kind of sunblock era of dance? That's an interesting time to come, isn't it? 2004, 2005, when those sunblock Robin Beck kind of tracks are coming out. Can't wait to get to them for the very first time. And of course, the videos as well. Uh, right, so we've got one final choice to make this week, uh, and then at the end of the series, we'll come back to you hopefully soon with 2003. But in the meantime, 2002, uh, one final winner to pick. Uh, but first, a pot, and Scott, that rhymed, we'll go with you. I've got a pot of Can three. you believe we've done this for like nearly two, well, over two years, and I've never noticed that pot and Scott rhyme? Uh, if I'd known that sooner, I would have milked that ages ago. So my wife's. One of the nicknames she has for me is Hot Pot Scott. <laughs> there you go. So whenever I'm looking particularly fresh and she's mm. a bit like, oh, hello, look at you, Sailor. So um, that's why I've never heard it very much because it doesn't come out that Hot Pot Scott. No, no, it's like, it's kind of pre-carbs. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so this week, just the five songs to pick from because it's just a kind of a short week. Is there any point asking you what wins? I guess we'll have to find out what else is in the pot as well. Though, I, I wish, I wish there was, I wish there was two separate weeks here, yeah. rolled in, like rolled in across it. Are you going to go for a three? I'm going to go for a three. Third place, which is weird because I would still love this to be a winner. Love Inc. You're a superstar. So rich Mm-hmm. 
second place has got to be Avril Lavigne's Skater Boy because it is brilliant but mm. deserves to win in a different week. Yeah. He was a skater boy, she said see you later boy. He wasn't good enough for her. She had a pretty face but her head was up in space. She needed to come back down to earth. Hush, um, hush. And easily Girls Aloud signed of the Underground as my episode winner. Yeah. I was nervous when I saw Avril in the same week. I know it's I was it, it's harsh, isn't it? Especially because she she was in the hundred last week. She was number one hundred last week. Yeah. If only that could have counted, and she could have like gotten ahead of yeah whatever we picked last week. I forget now. Um, okay, so you've made your choice. Yep. So what about you? Are you going for a th- three? 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 Okay, hit me. Three. Avril Lavigne. What? Yeah. Oh wow. Okay. Two, Ger- no, uh, love, ah. love Inc. You're a superstar. You're mean. Mm-hmm. And number one, of course, it could only be the one, the one true winner this week. <laughs> <laughs> but which one to go for? Oh God, they're both just five true voices. Yeah, of- they're both of equal quality. But just which one? No, uh, my winner this week is Girls Aloud, Sound of the Underground. Exciting, exciting. Okay, then. Okay, Scott. Um, Just two short weeks ago, you changed... Was it three? I get mixed up now. Very recently, after a long time with Kylie, you switched to Christina, a, a move which caught you off guard. Because you didn't think you'd get to Girls Aloud and not have Kylie up against it. Mm-hmm. But that changed, and now here we are. A moment that you've been building up towards for a long, yeah. long time. Does it live up to what we kind of have been thinking could happen? There's only one way to find out. For the final time this series, Scott McGurty, here is your drone. I wanted this to be the ongoing winner. I feel like there was something in me wanted it to happen. Christina has thrown a bit of a wild card. She's a global superstar. Girls Aloud aren't. Mm. But the shock factor of Girls Aloud, the surprise elements of it, if you'd have asked me when I prepped this, I wouldn't have been changing. Mm. I'm changing Girls Aloud, Sound of the Underground, Yo. new series winner. Well, that was easy. Mm-hmm. And, and, and very. I, I almost just didn't even explain it. <laughs> I thought, no, we kind of need the context in case we have to listen back to it and remind myself what it said. <laughs> yeah. Shock okay. factor, surprise, talent, skill, everything all rolled into one. Everything? Everything. Absolutely everything. Okay. Can't argue with you at all. Right, so you're a DJ Sammy Heaven versus Girls Aloud Sound of the Underground. Mm-hmm. Here's your drone. Can I just say we've not chosen, we've not had the same winner since the first episode when we both chose Artful Dodger Re-Rewind. Really? Because then from there, we split off. We, I went William yeah. Orbit, then you went Christina Aguilera, What a Girl Wants, then I went Pure Shores, you went NSYNC Bye Bye Bye, Craig David for me, then Destiny Child for you. You flitted about a bit and then you st- stuck very much to, to the same thing for a while and I kept kind of moving about. But we haven't had the same thing since the first ever episode. Mm-hmm. Until now. <gasps> Easy. Girls Aloud. New winner. Wow, what's that noise? That is DJ Sammy. 
Gun into hell. Yeah. <laughs> She's downstairs. Uh, right, okay. Um, Interesting. Girls Allowed Sound of the Underground. Uh, yeah, I think there's... This is this is a very strong argument. Mm-hmm. I think this is a... Yeah, this is strong. Yeah. And actually, they could be contending with themselves. We don't know, because I don't look that far forward. No, me neither, But really. they could be contending with themselves time and time again, and it could just be the naughtiest Girls Allowed. Yeah. Instead. Yeah. Okay, very good. So that's, that's us done for 2002. It is, or... Isn't we could it? drop a bombshell and do what we did last year and the year before and ask the question because we only have this point once a year is there anything that you regret that if I offered you the choice you would change back to now this just means winners that you've chosen as series winners I know that you would love to go back to Matt Dairy featuring Marcella Woods Beautiful and knock Girls Loud into the curb <sighs> but that's not an option for you nor is it to go back to Nelly Hotton here, nor is it to go back to Brandy What About Us, which I, I <laughs> forgot about that anybody shows that. Sure. Uh, it's good, though. Um, your choices, really, if you want to do this, you've only really got dirty, or you could go back to Kylie. Do you want to? Girls Aloud, Christina Aguilera, Kylie Minogue. I don't want to go back to Christina, but I have lost brain time about moving from Kylie. Mm. And you know what? What mm, if somebody had asked me nine hours ago, what would I have done? I could have gone back to Kylie. Mm. Whereas when I continued with my Girls Aloud prep, I read something that said this was five Kylies in a band. <laughs> so Girls Aloud are staying because someone somewhere wrote that down. Yeah, I was like, great. That's Especially it. for you. Spe- ah, Especially for you. me. Where's my chair? Because I'm spinning uh, no. around. Oh. <laughs> Um, my list of things is more. Co- you got tangled in your headphones, there, didn't you? <laughs> my, my list is way more complicated. Obviously, uh, it's not as many as I thought. Actually, welcome to the new series One, in two thousand and three. By the time you get five, through your six, list, six, seven, eight. So I've I've had eight different winners this year. Can you round them off fast? Lincoln Park in the end oh, is how I came brilliant. into the year, and then I changed to Shakira. Oh, whenever, yeah. wherever. Sugar Babes, freak like me. Oh, yeah. Christina Milian, when mm. you look at me. No. Uh, a Thousand Miles, Vanessa Carlton. Mm. Nelly featuring Kelly Dilemma. And Ooh. DJ Sammy, Heaven. Ooh. Ooh. Mm. If you could... Right, so we're not... Uh, oh, gosh. I'm not going to. I'm not going to. If you were going to go back to one, and it, which is the battle between, because in my head I've got a battle for mm. that list. Yeah. I don't think DJ Sammy... I don't think Dilemma. I don't think A Thousand Miles. I don't think Christina Milian. I don't know about... Sh- no, G- Girls Aloud's better than Sugar Babes Freak Like Me. Mm-hmm. It's better than Whenever Wherever. That just kind of leaves Linkin Park. That's where I would have the battle. Yeah. No, I, I think I think Girls Aloud. I think Girls Aloud. Okay. So we, we've both stayed where we are. That's happened. That's fine. I guess we'll have to ask you again after we've had a bit of a break because you're you're fully in girls allowed brain, aren't you? At the moment, hence why you've like you said like before you prepped this week, you might have yeah. gone back to Kylie. Yeah, I'm gonna see if I can do. Let me just see if I can do a quick scroll because I'm not. Sh- I've probably <laughs> shared this information with you. I must have shared this information with you. I'm just trying to see. I wonder if I can. Can I? Can I get to? Can you do it in months? How can I do it? Oh, um. While you do that, obviously we've got one more listeners' choice poll to do. We've both only chosen three, mm-hmm. and there's only five tracks total. Uh, Sacred Trust will have to go in. All right, okay. So we'll see how it goes. If it gets any votes, then that's cool. Um, do it. Do it for the lads who should should have been better served 
they should have been better served. When do you get your best nine or whatever it's called? Not your best nine. You know your um. What's the what's like, the Spotify thing that they do? At the oh, end sp- of the year. Uh, Spotify Wrapped. Yeah. Let me. I'm just <laughs> just trying to scroll to my Spotify Wrapped here. Um, because I think yeah, right. Okay. Yes, I think I find it. Okay. Uh, your top podcast was the Naughtiest Naughty. Hey. Okay. You listened to 335 different artists, but things got pretty serious with one. Ooh. Your top artist was Girls Aloud. <laughs> you were in the top 0.1% of their <laughs> listeners this year. You spent a total of 959 minutes with them and just couldn't get enough of no good advice. Oh. Your top artists, Girls Aloud, Kylie Minogue. Danny Minogue, Sugar Babes, <laughs> and Spice Girls. No, not, not a single penis or testicle insight. Obviously, this is these are all because the only chance I get to listen to stuff now is on my route to a radio station where I have to sing in the morning and I've twigged. I listen to Kylie to always make sure that it was the right choice mm. for me for the podcast. Um, and I listened to Sugar Babes for the podcast as well. And I actually then went, I'm going to listen to all of their greatest hits and stuff. And it wasn't as impressive. Danny Minogue is because I like dance music. Top artists, Girls Lloyd, Kylie Minogue, Danny Minogue, Sugar Babes. Top songs, No Good Advice. Mm-hmm. This is interesting. Yeah. No Good Advice, then Biology, then The Show, then Something New, then Long Hot Summer. Mm. That's not in there. Sound of the Underground isn't in there. Interesting. Um, but No Good mm. Advice, which is the next one. That's been your most listened to one. Mm-hmm. So, could, so, so could Girls Aloud knock themselves off, or is the social impact of Girls Aloud, Sound of the Underground, what draws that one forward? Uh, I don't forward? know. We'll, fi- we'll find out when that one comes out in the next couple of months. What's to eat? Cold buffet options? Oh no, that's not the. It's not my Spotify. <laughs> that was organising a Christmas party. Oh great! Nine bits for five ninety nine in uh, in April. Well, yeah. you're well prepared, aren't you? I mm-hmm. like that. Uh, so. That's it for the series. Wow. Thank you once again for being with us on the journey. As always, we'd love to see spreadsheets and stuff. Scott, how can people get involved? Oh, we would love to hear from you. Please, please do your thing as normal. We want to hear from you via at TNNPod on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. Um, but the emails is where we glow. Hello at TNNPod.co.uk. Emails, voice notes, screenshots, the lot. Thank you very much. Yeah. Mm. We will incorporate more of your stuff that you send us better next year. I'm thinking about like a mailbag episode sort of thing, which you do like every so often, just to kind of incorporate that stuff in because the way we record at the minute, it's not always conducive to fitting stuff in and keeping it topical. It's hectic. Yeah. (laughs) Please send us your stuff. We still want to read it. We still want to see it. We still really, really appreciate it. Don't think we're ignoring you. We just need to figure it out better. And and tell your friends. And please pass it on. Let's see if we can grow across the year because we've been actually quite surprised at how many people have completely started from scratch yeah, um, and are not, not caught up but they're consistently going mm-hmm. so lots of you as we know where you're, you're, you feel like a live listener you're right with us you're up to date with every single week but there's so many of you will not be hearing this until probably another six months time yeah. at the rate that you're going yeah. uh, but we really love having you in the family and it feels really special thank you so much I think we might do a bit of a revamp of the listener's choice as well I think because we do when it stays on so why doesn't them as well mm. so starting from season four we'll do when it stays on with you as well so each week we'll put three new tracks into the listener's choice and we'll have an ongoing winner like yeah. we do that's exciting and just to give you a flavor of what's coming up on our first episode of series four which i don't want to leave too long because when we take breaks we always leave it too long this this time we'll try and get better at yeah, I just want yeah. to see you. Yeah, but we'll do if, that. If we take a break, I won't see you for like two months. <laughs> we need to, so that we have to see each other. I need to sleep somehow. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we need Should to Should we have each other. like a week off and then get back to No, it? Like, that's, too, that's too close. Too, I too can't close. do that. Yeah. Uh, right. When we come back, there will be some feeder. Oh, which one? Uh, just the way I'm feeling. Oh. There'll be some 
Is it Leo? Leo? Leo and Bushwhacker. Yeah. <gasps> Love Story. Versus Finally. There is Panjabi MC, which I mentioned today. That mm-hmm. comes in next week. Jameson featuring Angel Blue. Blue. True. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There is David Snedden with his oh. winner single from uh, Fame Academy. Oh. There is Erasure with the cover of Salisbury Hill. Oh, right. Okay. Mm. Uh, Divine Inspiration. The Way. The Way. Yeah. Love it. Uh, Electric Six, Danger High Voltage. <laughs> I love the, it. That's it's the so first good. track of 2004. It's so good. Uh, 2004. Three? Yeah, 2003. Yeah. And Busted, yeah, 3,000. Oh, they're right down that list for me. And I love Busted. Jakers, honestly. Before we close out today's podcast, I will bring you some breaking news, which won't be breaking news when you read this because it'll be a week after this. But the gig I was going to tomorrow night for my birthday has just been postponed. Hey. Hey, we'll see you all in the new year or whenever <laughs> we do it. Thanks very much. I've just got off the Metro and thought, you know what I could fancy listening to right now? <laughs> <laughs> Sacred Trust by One True Voice and I've just put it on and I'm like just walking through Newcastle and it's kind of put me in a good mood that's strange maybe I, I think I might actually like it maybe it was too harsh <laughs> <laughs>